You're listening to the Counter Culture Mom Show. Our kids are under fire every day with the media and pop culture persuading them to give up their faith and Christian values. Stay tuned now as former Hollywood actress and pop culture expert Tina Griffin helps you counter these messages and safely navigate today's pop culture chaos. In 1950, approximately one out of 10 children entered a broken family. In 2000, just 50 years later, six out of 10 children entered a single parent family. With these statistics, there must be a lot of hurting children out there looking for stability and love from others. Debbie Osborne, attorney at law and author of Raising Other People's Children, never had biological kids, but through foster care and step parenting, she has collected seven kids and 10 grandkids. She finally figured out that the best and perhaps only way to build a lasting relationship was to learn what it meant to say to her kids, I am not your mother, but you are my children. I'm Tina Griffin. Welcome to another episode of the Counterculture Mom Show, where the theme of this week is step parenting, foster care, and everything blended families related. I'm with Debbie Osborne, an author and attorney at law. Debbie, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much for the chance to talk. Hey, absolutely. You are an expert when it comes to foster care. I thought that was really funny with the intro here. You collected seven kids and 10 grandkids. I I love that. And I can see, is that a lot of them right there behind you? All those framed pictures of your family? Yes, that those are pictures of of all the various kids and grandkids. I absolutely love that. As an attorney, you advise and defend organizations that serve young people through churches, camps, private schools, all that jazz. What are some of the unique challenges that foster kids and stepkids face and how can we help them? Well, I think one of the things we have to understand with uh, foster kids or stepkids is that they have suffered trauma from Mm -hmm. the loss of their biological family with um, it, it's very common in our society to sort of say kids are resilient and so kids of divorce will be fine but we have to understand that that they have suffered trauma now foster kids may have suffered more trauma from um, abuse or mm-hmm. neglect or any number of problems but both of those um, populations have in common that that they have suffered trauma and they need our help in order to be resilient and move past it. Did you ever have uh, those issues happen when you became a foster parent? Like were they? Oh, yes. Can you share a couple of those stories? Well, sure. I mean, my my kids, there was always um, a a sense underneath that some kids would say it and, and some would just think it, but there was this sense of you're not my mom. And and sometimes it was I was hearing it in the context of you're not my mom. You can't tell me what to do. But what was underlying it was you're not my mom. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be paying have to pay any attention to you. My world is completely out of whack. And now you want me to go deal with grades at school and pay attention to silly stuff. (laughs) So it took me a while to understand everything that was bound up in that one simple statement of you're not my mother. How did you get past I mean, you, you can't really take it personal because you probably no. are taking it from the perspective of, I can understand why they might say that. How do you go through the process of embracing these kids to the point where they have a solid relationship with you? 
Well, first of all, there is there are no guarantees. You know, of, of my husband and I, seven kids, two of them don't speak to us. They just, for oh. reasons that we can't control, oh. they have just rejected everything. And so anytime you um, take on the, the, the relationship with kids who have been through trauma, you you can't control them and you're you just have to accept that risk you know um you you do what you can and just understand at the end of the day they have agency and they will you know the prodigal son made his decisions and and they will make their decisions so um with that understanding that there are no guarantees this is not you know working with traumatized kids is it's not like a recipe where you can add three parts love, two parts discipline, bake for six months, and lo and behold, you've got a great relationship, you know? All you can do is increase your odds, and um, there's several steps that you have to go through. I mean, one of the first is understanding that, um, as, I, as, as I keep saying, the mantra is, we're not the people who are supposed to be there in their lives from their perspective. Mm-hmm. We never will be, and that's okay. So that was a lot of what I had to understand with my foster kids and, and to learn to say, I know I'm not your mom. I am very sorry your mom is not here. I care about you, and the school bus is still on its way. Yeah. <laughs> Back with more from Debbie about foster care and all the rest right after this. The public education system is a burning building, but our children don't have to be trapped in the flames of anti-God, anti-American, and anti-freedom agendas. Rescue your children today. My Father's World can help. With a Bible-centered, complete curriculum for preschool through high school, My Father's World returns the focus to God, family, community, and patriotism. Join the nearly 250,000 families who have already escaped public education through homeschooling. My Father's World can also help you bring real education reform to your community with a micro school or Christian school. Visit mfwbooks.com slash Fortina or scan the QR code for more information and get your special offer. That's mfwbooks.com forward slash the number four Tina for homeschool, micro school and preschool. My Father's World is your solution. Hi, this is Kevin Sorbo, and I want to introduce you to Equipping the Persecuted and their important work in Nigeria. The mission of Equipping the Persecuted is, as the name states, to equip our brothers and sisters in any way that we can. People in Nigeria are suffering at the hand of terrorists for their faith in Jesus. Sadly, very little is being done to create a lasting solution. That's where we step in. Our goal is to protect, rebuild, and strengthen families in both body and spirit. We are prepared with the resources necessary to respond after an attack. We provide medical aid, food, and a team to pray and comfort victims. Our persecuted brothers and sisters need your help. Take action today with a monthly gift of $20 or more at equippingthepersecuted.org. That's equippingthepersecuted.org. Thank you for your time. Counterculture Ministries and the Counterculture Mom Show is made possible by the faithful prayer and financial support from friends like you. 
If you want to join forces and help us reach more people with this critical information, you can donate by heading to our website, counterculturemom.com, and click on the pink donate button at the top of the page. It's a complete tax write-off, and our team is pumped to have you by our side. Besides using the donations to reach multiple platforms to get this message out further, faster, your donations also make it possible for me to speak around this country. After a recent school assembly, a teacher emailed Counterculture Ministries saying, Thank you for making it possible for Tina Marie to speak. Our students thought it was one of the best convocations ever. I love bringing truth to the youth, and I share a lot of thought-provoking insight to help teens and tweens realize their identity is not based off Hollywood, the media, celebrities, lyrics of songs, or video game scores. Help me help them understand their full potential is in Christ. Once again, to donate, just go to counterculturemom.com, click on the pink donate button at the top. Thanks again from the Counterculture Ministries team. All right, Debbie, I got a curveball question for you coming back in from break. Why do we have to learn the art of one-way commitments with healthy boundaries? Well, because first of all, we have to be able to give these kids unconditional love and acceptance. It is incredibly important that they know that no matter what kind of stupid mistakes they make, <laughs> that we are in their corner. <laughs> That's and at the same time, we can't be doormats. It doesn't help our kids. It doesn't help us if we have unconditional commitments. So that's why I phrase it unconditional love, one-way commitments, but healthy boundaries on the commitments. So um, to give you an example, I, I've, I've used this humorous. My husband and I, when we married, we promised to live um, together until death do us part. Right. But we know if one of us starts running guns for the mafia, then our marriage is over. Oh you know? That's the, we, we have that boundary on, on our commitment. So, so far, so good on that, right? Right. 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 So far. Safe. Unbelievable. What do we do if our foster and stepkids reject us? Because I know that's going on a lot in a lot of blended families today. What do we do then? We have to still keep up the unconditional acceptance, unconditional love. We don't chase them. That number one, I think a lot of people try to, to deal with that rejection by by chasing kids down and trying to adjust what we do and change boundaries and negotiate with them and any number of unhealthy things that, that we could do. They don't work in adult relationships, much less our relationships with our kids. We have to do, I, I, I call it the being like gravity. You know, our kids can reject gravity. They can ignore gravity and gravity doesn't get its feelings hurt. It just is. And it does what it does. And kids can ignore it to their peril. And so that's sort of what we have to do. We just have to keep being there. Um, and we don't chase them, but we're there if they want to come back. So can you give me a glimpse of like your life? Tell me a little bit about your history. You met the man of your dreams, knight in shining armor, get married. And then how did all the kids get in the mix? Well, I was, a, I was a late marrying, um, after I married after 40, I, I, I have two jokes about that. One is I couldn't find a free weekend. And the other one is I hate to, had to wait for my husband to quit screwing up his life. So, <laughs> so oh my gosh. So, 
So I was a single foster parent. Um, most of my foster parenting was as a single person before really? I got married. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you can't just leave me hanging like that. Tell us more <laughs> about that. How old were you when you started to grab foster kids and, and, and you know, ra raise them up in a healthy, happy home? Well, I was I was in my 30s because in my 20s, I was um, a social worker. I got burned out, uh, decided uh, to go to law school. Um, wow. I, I decided that my tendency to argue is a skill set rather than a character mm -hmm. flaw, so I could be a lawyer. And I kept my um, passion for working with kids. I just sort of translated it to working with the groups that work with kids. Wow. And through my time as a social worker, I had seen the, the huge need for foster parents. I knew that I had developed skills as a social worker. So when I got to um, a job that was stable enough for me to take on the extra responsibility, um, which actually, ironically, I was a, a prosecutor of uh, crimes against children on, wow. on the Indian reservation. Wow. And I signed up uh, for foster care. And... I worked initially as a uh, respite care so provider, which meant that um, I would take the kids either emergency, so I would take them for a short period of time until the caseworker could find a long-term stable placement for them, or I would pair it up with a long-term placement and I would take the kid for the weekends or for vacation and for that sort of thing to give the long-term placement a break. Wow. So that that I did that for a while, and then I transitioned into um, long term care with um, two girls. They they lived with me at different times. That one girl was a runaway <laughs> during one of her runaway periods. I got the second daughter, and those were the the long term placements. Um, then I my job changed. I moved back home. Uh, to my home state. My, my mom had some medical problems. My brother and sister were raising children without my advice. I just needed to get back home. And it was there that I uh, met, fell in love with my husband. And he had um, five kids. Three were adults um, living outside the home. Two were still at home. And so I helped him raise those two youngest kids. And although, you know, all, all five of the kids are, are mine. So. Unbelievable. So are you missing raising kids? We live in Nashville. I've got four, 14 under. I mean, you can, you can come on over. We can go shopping together. I mean, are you missing raising kids? Do you miss it? Well, we, we actually, our last placement, it was one of my foster kids ended up in a really bad, one of the ones who's not speaking to me now, ended up in a really bad patch. And um, so we inherited a foster grandchild <laughs> and that, that placement, it was very rough until that child aged out. And wow. so my husband and I, we're, we're taking a break and actually we have signed up with an organization that um, works with kids who have aged out of the foster care system. And we're mentoring two young men um, through that program who oh, cool. never connected with a family while they were in the system. And so we're helping to fill in the, the gaps there. And, uh, and frankly, I, I like being able to go where I want to go without having to find someone to babysit the kids. You know, I can, 
it's easier to put dogs in a kennel than it is to oh, find, find a babysitter and find a trusted babysitter at that. I, I totally hear what you're talking about. So right. with the young men that you're mentoring, and that's so sweet of you to do that. My mother-in-law actually has written to people in prison before and, you know, different young men behind bars, that type of deal, and just been um, a light in a dark place and really spoken into a lot of people's lives over the years. So it's just neat that you're doing that. What is the organization name that you are involved with that other people tuning into this right now might want to take part in? It is called Connections Homes. Okay. And you can look it up, connectionshomes.org. I know they're in, I'm not sure if they're in Tennessee. I know they're in Georgia where I work and Texas, and they're branching out into a few other states. Yes. That is so sweet. Connectionshomes.org. Got to check it out. Everyone deserves someone. Got that right. And there's so many broken homes today that it's just neat that if people want to serve in this way and speak into someone's life, become a mentor, fantastic idea. A lot of information right here, everybody. Check it out, connectionshomes.org. This will be in the show notes. Fantastic info. So how about this? You get married, you're fostering some kids, your husband's now in the mix. How do you handle disagreements with your spouse or other people tuning in if they have disagreements when foster parenting and step parenting? Well, first of all, the um, I, I have to say that the in some ways, being a single parent was easier than being a, a, a married foster parent because when I was single, I didn't have to consult anybody's opinion. Mm-hmm. And then once I got married, my husband and I, we really didn't have that many disagreements with, with the stepkids. But when we did the foster care, suddenly this wonderful, reasonable man that I married started disagreeing with me. <laughs> took quite a bit of of time. And I I realized part of the problem was I had internalized so many of these principles for working with traumatized kids that I just assumed everybody understood them and knew them. And I had to start back at square one and uh, start verbalizing them, which actually was one of the impulses for writing my book was I, I... I wanted to say the things that I should have said to my husband six months before we ever started the foster care journey. And so there were some challenges. Um, I finally had to realize, um, A, that I couldn't get involved in the mix. Sometimes the issues were between the two of them, and I would just say to them, I'm I'm staying out of this one. You two figure it out. (laughs) I, I cannot fix this. And then the second one was this this particular foster child just had real antipathy for my husband. And I finally had to say, look, if if, you know, I'm not I didn't say it quite this way, but I found different ways of saying, look, if you're going to make me choose, I will choose my marriage for a lot of reasons. And I had to prioritize my marriage. And I would say that to foster parents and step parents who are listening. You know, the the um, mm-hmm. the divorce rate for second marriages is and is incredibly high. And for third marriages, it's astronomical. That that is such great tip right there that you put the marriage first. I never even thought about that before, but it gives you a good perspective on uh, what really is important. If you don't have the marriage, you're not gonna be able to foster 
parent in that type of environment either if the marriage is crumbling. All right, more from Debbie and her fantastic book right after this. Hey everyone, it's Tina. Did you know that movies and TV shows today have three times more profanity, sexual content, and violence than just two decades ago? Three times! Like I want my kids seeing that. If you're sick of staring at the screen and seeing things you wish you and your family could unsee, then VidAngel is for you. VidAngel lets you choose from over 100 filters to seamlessly skip the stuff you don't want to be exposed to on over 15,000 shows streaming on Netflix, Prime Video, Apple TV, and more. Filter entire categories or subcategories like the graphic portion of violence or ditch specific words or certain scenes. Regardless, the power is back in your hands on what enters your home. You gotta check it out. And right now, VidAngel is giving our listeners two weeks of service for free. Start your free two-week trial today at vidangel.com when you use code TINA. That's two free weeks with code TINA. VidAngel. Watch more stuff without the bad stuff. The International Labor Organization recently reported the number of people trafficked globally has risen from 40 million to 50 million in the last five years. Most are women and children, bought, sold, or traded into sex trafficking. Rescue One Global, a faith-based nonprofit, answered the call to fight for those enslaved in the U.S., Thailand, and the Philippines. Their mission is to prevent the victimization of at-risk populations, rescue those trapped, and restore survivors through their multiple global recovery initiatives, including providing emergency shelter and residential programs. Rescue One has served nearly 800 survivors from newborn to the elderly and provided over 14,000 therapeutic services because of faithful partners like you. To make your tax-deductible gift, text TINA to 44321. That's TINA to the number 44321. Let's rescue more lives together. All right, Debbie, I know some people during commercial break, there was rolling in their mind. You know what? Maybe I should try foster care. I always thought about that before. Didn't know if I could dive into it. This woman did it here when she was single. It, if she can do that, maybe I can. What are some of the reasons to consider foster parenting? Well, because there's a need, because um, certainly for me, big part of it was religious motivation. You know, God told me to take care of the widows and the orphans. The um, main reason I would say for people to do foster care is because you have no idea how it will transform you. Wow. I am a much more patient, empathetic person than I ever was before. Of course, with empathy, I had a long way to go. I always tell people, look, if a left brain, empathy challenged lawyer can do foster care, then anyone can do foster care. So um, the the changes it it makes in you, um, you you just will be astounded at how it will change your life. And regardless, Debbie, anybody out there can get great insight from your book, Raising Other People's Children. What foster parenting taught me about bringing together a blended family. We can get that on Amazon. Can you fill us in five star? Look at this, Debbie, you're killing it. Um, Fill us in on what we can get inside this excellent read. Well, I talk about the the whole point of, of what to expect, understanding from the kid's point of view that you're not supposed to be there. I talk about the principles of making a one-way commitment and then having healthy boundaries. I also talk about the need for understanding that kids who have suffered trauma 
they're not professional victims and we can't let their victimhood define their lives, which is a very countercultural thing. You know, nowadays victim status has currency and everybody wants to be a victim of some sort or another. But it's so incredibly destructive for our kids to to have that as their identity and and think that they can never get out of it or get past it. Um, I talk about um, logical consequences, how you learn to just step out of the situation and engineer safe consequences where kids learn what happens in the real world and you step out of it so that your fingerprints are not on it. And um, again, that's sort of very countercultural these days, the opposite of the kind of protective parenting we're supposed to do. I, and I talk about how important that is. Um, and it, go ahead. Oh, it's such critical info. But I want to make sure people also know you do a lot of writing besides the book to stay up yes. on the topic. You have a blog. So DebbieOsborne.com forward slash blog. Everyone check it out. DebbieOsborne.com, A-U-S-B-U-R-N.com. What type of topics do you talk about here on your blog? I talk about working with traumatized kids and it's geared towards foster parents and step parents. But the general thing that holds it all together is working with kids and uh, who have suffered trauma. Wow. Thank you for your insight today. Everybody got to check out DebbieOsborne.com. Get some great insight. Anyone you know out there that is foster parenting or thinking about it, have them jump on board and check out Debbie's fantastic resources. Check out counterculturemom.com. Watch all four episodes. Share it with the masses. If you have a topic idea, show idea, send it our direction. We'll get them in a the mix at show at counterculturemom.com. Debbie, keep up the excellent work. Someday, if we can handle more than four kids in this Griffin gang, we might consider foster parenting. And if that's the case, <laughs> I'll put you on speed dial. So hang tight. Right. Come in your direction. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Counterculture Mom Show with your host, Tina Griffin. For over two decades, Tina has traveled the globe exposing how pop culture is glamorizing harmful behaviors without showing the consequences and how these messages are wreaking havoc on today's youth. Through radio, TV, podcasts, and our app, Counterculture Ministries is reaching millions every week with a biblically-based message for hope for today's teens and their parents. But we can't do that without your faithful prayer and financial investment. If you appreciate the ministry of Tina and Counterculture Ministries, would you prayerfully consider a generous gift right now? We have a donor matching dollar for dollar. You can give securely online by visiting counterculturemom.com or by texting the word DONATE to the number 55444. That's counterculturemom.com or text the word DONATE to the number 55444. Every dollar is doubled. If you love this show, you can stay up to date on the latest critical issues affecting your family by catching all of our weekly episodes with resource links, signing up for our e-newsletter, and downloading our Counterculture Mom app, where you get timely pop culture alerts. Visit counterculturemom.com for more details. And be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Counterculture Mom Show with Tina Griffin, where we are rewriting Hollywood script for our kids. 